Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. If you've ever read the story of Solomon, and you know God gave him wisdom, he said he would never give anyone else that kind of wisdom again. Or you read the story of Joshua when he told the sun to stand still and the moon to stand still, and God honored it. What makes something like that happen and God allow it or give such a gift to someone that he would not ever give it to anyone else? What is it about them that caused God to do that? The first text that I will be reading from in King James Version comes from 1 Kings 3, 7 through 14. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. So God was pleased with Solomon and what Solomon asked for. Solomon wasn't caught up into self and wanting all of those riches and all of his enemies to be taken care of, he was concerned with how he was going to rule the people, being the king. And that pleased God, because he had a humble spirit and character. If you think about it, it was an on-time request. I mean, he was king, and he had a multitude of people to rule over. So his genuine concern was, how was he going to do that in a fair way? But his his character came through, and God was pleased with that. Ironically, Solomon displayed wisdom in his request. This message isn't about receiving material things, though God did give him plenty of material things. It's about the character of the person and God knowing his heart. And it's the same thing with us. God knows our character, and He knows our heart. But how many times do we ask for something to better serve God before we turn it into a request fest for self? We're asking for things so that we can better serve Him in ministry or in our walk. But while we're at it, 
we might as well ask for this or we might as well ask for that because after all I do need this and well I could use that so it turns into a request fest for our personal desire those things that we want for us instead of what we need to do God's work and glorify him while there's nothing wrong with asking God for things to do with us on a personal level it's important to recognize that when we sit down with God to discuss something that has to do with him and doing work for him the focus should be on him and how we can better serve him and not turn it around for us and about us it's not about us it's about him have we given God the opportunity to bless us with something that we didn't ask for have we ever given him that chance to do that for us if we sat down to have a talk with him about something serious perhaps it's a ministry that you have with him have we given him the opportunity to say well i'm going to bless you with this this and this because you didn't ask for it or do we just automatically go to town on all those different things that we need and we want and we desire and that's something to think about because that's something that i was thinking about when i was reading this particular scripture this message is about relationship we talk about the favor of god but solomon and joshua they pleased god but they had a relationship with him and solomon in his early days when he first became king he had great love for god and he honored god and god knew that god already knew his heart and joshua was obedient to him and god knew his heart this message is about relationship we talk about the favor of god but solomon and joshua they pleased god but they had a relationship with him and solomon in his early days when he first became king he had great love for god and he honored god and god knew that god already knew his heart and joshua was obedient to him and god knew his heart this message is about relationship we talk about the favor of god but solomon and joshua they pleased god but they had a relationship with him and solomon in his early days when he first became king he had great love for god and he honored god and god knew that god already knew his heart and joshua was obedient to him and god knew his heart remember joshua who was with moses he took over after moses died and by the hand of god took the israelites into the promised land joshua was obedient to god and did what he was instructed to do there were many kings that rose up against him and tried to take out the israelites but god told him not to fear because he would hand those kings over and their armies into the hands of joshua there were a few battles but this particular battle was after joshua had taken jericho there were five kings that rose up against the israelites because they were afraid i recall an earlier message i gave where i spoke about when people fear you they set out to destroy you and get rid of you 
That kind of thing happens all the time on a person's job these days, but it also happens in other situations. Intimidation and fear are usually the culprit, as it was here with Joshua. These kings, these five kings with their mighty armies, went after Gibeon first. They went after Gibeon first because Gibeon made peace with the Israelites. But the men of Gibeon reached out to Joshua asking for help. It says in Joshua 10.6, And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, and went up from Gilgal all night. And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their armies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. When God fights for us, anything and everything is possible. What I see between Joshua and Solomon, that God did a thing in their lives that was never done before and would never be done after. Wisdom for Solomon, allowing Joshua to command the sun to stand still. Those things happen because of relationship. They didn't just happen to come along and and Solomon ask for wisdom and Joshua command the sun to stand still in the midst of battle. Those things occurred because these men had a relationship with God. And so the message is to encourage each of you to build a relationship with God not to use him as a magic genie to do your will, grant your wish. He's not a genie. He's God, the one true God. He will bless you. He will do awesome things in your life. He will do miraculous things in your life, things that you haven't even thought of and many things that you haven't even asked for. How many times have you been in a situation and you thought you were going to lose your life but God turned that situation around and you got out of it. How many times were you without something, be it money, food, friends, clothes, home, and God turned that thing around and you're doing okay now. He knows our every move. He knows our thoughts. He knows our needs. And there's times when he has showed up and done things for you 
and you didn't even recognize it till after the fact. And there will be times moving forward when he will turn a situation around in your favor. And that right there is the key word, favor. But favor comes with relationship. We build a relationship with him. And favor comes with that. Even when you're not looking to get something from him, he turns situations around. It's not always about getting something materialistic. But it's about his love that he has for you. That he has for all of us. And he turns things around when we don't even recognize that there's a problem in the first place. I want to speak briefly about one other one before I close. I want to talk about Enoch just for a minute because when I read his story, I mean, it just, I was blown away by it. It says in Genesis 5, 23 and 24, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And then in Hebrews eleven five, it says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And when they talk about translate, it's not translation as in one language to another. In this particular situation, translate means to convey or remove to heaven without natural death. And that's what happened to Enoch. He, he was a man of God. He walked with God. He had a relationship with God. And he did not face the natural physical death that we are expected to face here on earth. God just took him to heaven from earth. And he did not experience natural death. But it says here that he walked with God all the days of his life. So I know God was pleased with him to not let this man experience physical death, but just take him straight on up to heaven. In closing, I see the similarity between Solomon, Joshua, and Enoch, that all three of these men walked with God during that time that God did that miraculous thing in each of their lives. So I encourage each of you to make that commitment to walk with God. And walking with Him, you observe His Word, His commandments, His mandates, and you live your life accordingly. And now my prayer. Father, as we strive to walk with You, let us stand in obedience, always seeking Your will instead of our own. Let us be humble in all things we seek, and let them glorify You, Lord, not us. In Jesus' name, amen.